see see the lie see the lies in order to see the lies you have to look at what you think is the truth what you just something shows up and you just assume it's the truth no investigation at all you need to see what is showing up to see if it's true or not and there's a couple kinds of truth there's relative truth which is the polarities right and wrong up and down back and forth life and death all those polarities you have to see those you have to see yourself this is a do-it-yourself this is a transcendental do-it-yourself project started 2500 years ago by the buddha if you're a true student of the buddha you don't believe anything you don't disbelieve anything and you certainly don't ignore anything if you can help it and sometimes you can't help but do one of those three sometimes all the time so it's about seeing that not about getting away getting rid of it getting stopping something stopping negative thoughts please don't bother to do that so a pretty biased over here i feel i see i think i understand that the only way you or i am going to be able to see the truth is to look at the lies look at the lies and the lies are that you are a solid separate being from everyone else this is untrue but don't believe anything i say you can consider it but it's untrue you have to see it that you are not a separate being nor are you all one with everything that's the other polarity that sometimes is uh deceiving you can't do this with the intellect without the sitting practice of meditation. And as again, I said, I'm very biased here, having spent about half of my life, well, more than half, close to 50 years studying this particular path, studying this particular mind stream. This particular mind stream is not an individual. It is individualized because of the attachment to the body, because of the, the attachment to the mind the attachment to thinking, the attachment to feeling. Have your feelings and have your thoughts, but don't necessarily give them a stamp of approval. Every time they arise, just because it's my feeling, doesn't make it true. It's a lie. You don't believe this. I'm not asking you to believe it. I'm saying you could consider it. If you're sitting here, you're ready to hear this. These, our guests today might walk away and say, Oh, that was interesting, or that wasn't interesting, <laughs> whatever they may say. Uh, but you might just consider that. Find out the truth. Don't get your truth from anyone. Don't get your truth from the Buddha. Don't get your truth from this old man. Don't get your truth from anyone but your own mind stream. You may have to have help. I certainly had to help have uh, a Tibetan uh, Vajra master and uh, a Japanese Zen master in order to help me with my own ignorance, my own tendency to believe my thought patterns and think that I was having this emotion or that thought. So the idea here, simply put, sit down, hold still, sit in a symmetrical posture. All the senses are on receive and are open and just receive what shows up. Whatever shows, if you do that, whatever shows up in your mind stream is what you need to see in order to transcend this world. You see, you're sitting and you notice some kind of negativity, worried about what's going to happen tomorrow, uh, or just some kind of uh, 
uh, something that shows up that is intense negativity with no reference. Sometimes if that happens over and over, we call it depression just or anxiety. What's going to happen next? I don't know. What should I do about it? And what do we do? Generally, what we do all over the place, because no one is willing to look deeply into the nature, into the source, which you can't find, by the way. But you have to look at it. If you don't look at it, then you won't realize it's sourceless. All dharmas without blame. There's no one that is to blame for anything. If we don't do that and we opt for some other way, then it's usually some kind of a cover-up, which I gave a talk a few weeks ago on cover-ups and how, to, how we cover up. We cover it up with medication. You can cover it up with meditation. If it's not a meditation that is uh, on receive, it's a, if it's a meditation that's on produce, produce a good state of mind, be a good meditator, be really clear, be really peaceful. If you're looking for peace and you have some, some kind of demand to be peaceful, uh, this kind of meditation is not going to help you there. Because this style of meditation is going to take you right into the labyrinth we call your karma. What gave you this shape of ear? What gave you this eye color? What gave you this skin color? What gave you this uh, sexual orientation? That's dependently arisen. That means it, it, that you cannot find the first cause for anything. So it seems to take a form or a discipline so that you can actually sit down. You don't have to become a Buddhist necessarily, but sit down, hold still, and watch what happens in the mind stream without agreeing, without objecting, without gra grasping, without shutting down, without, 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 without. And that is called a practice because you have to watch yourself shut down, disagree, ignore the, the situation over and over and over again before over time that disagreement that grasping that rejection that passion aggression and ignorance starts to lose its um force lose its uh lose its uh viability because you are no longer fueling it with your objection your agreement or your ignorance that's how you feel fuel excuse me that's how you fuel the insanity of the mind if you look around the world there's relative sanity somewhere in some ways, but the, the relative insanity is rampant. It's everywhere. And you cannot solve that. I'm not saying you can't carry a picket sign or, or a protest or you can do all of that you want and you probably should. But if you do that without first seeing the aggression that is buried in your mind stream, in your heart stream, in your life stream, that aggression will get projected out on others and you'll think the, the aggression uh, that you're actually experiencing is there when actually the aggression is here. Um, how does the labyrinth of our karma show up as we go further along the path of meditation? It shows up as uh, um, a solid, definite, with strong parameters and strong form and unreal. The aggression that started, that was showing up in this old man when he was a very, very young man has not gone anywhere. I've not gotten rid of anything. I think I've said that many times in many talks. If you're trying to get rid of your negative feelings, there's all kinds of people that help you do that. And the other thing I would say, maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe you shouldn't be doing, maybe your life is not ready for this kind of rigor, this kind of uh, 
um, dedication to the spiritual path. What happens to that individualized stream when we see that there's no self? To use those same terms, uh, it doesn't do much of anything, except there's no longer any grasping, rejecting, or shutting down. And if there is grasping, rejecting, or passion, aggression, and ignorance, and shutting down, uh, it's untrue, and it's seen immediately. So it may show up, the particular karma that you bring to this path is probably going to be very difficult, probably never going to be able to do this. Yes, go ahead. This is um, not about what you were talking about, but I, I was just curious. Now, like a lot of the, like the chants and texts around here is in Japanese, but I mean, the, the Buddha was Japanese, so why, why is that like? Well, well we like it. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it's just cultures, in the Buddha lived 2,500 years ago, we, we assume, and then talked in uh, Pali, and then eventually Sanskrit uh, came and started to be teachings came up in that language, and then we went to China, and then there's all those kinds of, and then, but when Buddhism comes to a particular country, it starts to take up the form of the country or of the, of the culture, rather than be, uh, just move in with uh, exactly what the Buddha did with those same kind of robes and those same kind of, so it just, it's, uh, it's formless. The teaching is formless, but we need forms. We need forms. This is a, a this is a, there's a, a Kagyu, a Tibetan Buddhist altar over there, a shrine, and there's a Zen, uh, Japanese Zen altar here with a, with a Chinese, this is a Chinese Buddha. That's where it was carved at originally. So uh, all of those things, they just, they just come together to support the teachings in different ways. And as far as the Japanese, uh, uh, we, we chant the Heart Sutra in Japanese, and we chant in the mornings, and we chant the Heart Sutra in, uh, in English, uh, Red Pine's translation of that. And so we do some things in English. And, uh, so I'm not sure if I've got to where your question is coming up from. Okay. Sure. Earlier you said we need to see the truth in our own mind stream. Is that different than a kind of self-validation? No. The self-validation is the lie. You don't need a you don't, you don't need to have a, a good self-esteem. I mean, you, you could. I mean, there are ways of doing that where you can function the rest of your life with being uh, in better shape than you were, say, when you were born or when you were raised. You can deal with it. There are relative ways to do that. 